everybody, and welcome to another episode of Movies with Giros. Sorry that I missed last week. Took a little week off. Part of it was because I was having issues locking down a guest. Part of it was because I got a little lazy. Regardless, we're back. I'm so glad you're still here. It's funny, I actually was just showing my podcast to somebody new, and they asked me, hey, when do you upload? And I said, oh, I upload on Wednesdays. And this conversation happened on a Tuesday. He goes, oh, I look forward to seeing your episode tomorrow. And I skipped that week. So sorry, guy whose name I can't remember. This week, we're going to be talking about the Spy Kids trilogy with my good friend Steve. Sorry that the camera's shaking a little bit. I am using a handheld just for this intro. But anyway, I already recorded it. I think it went really well. If you've watched these movies as a child, I recommend revisiting them. I have a lot of nostalgia baked into them, and so I thought it'd be kind of fun to to revisit them. It's it's always interesting to go back and watch kids' movies that you haven't seen in years. Anyway, thank you for tuning in. Um, stay tuned to the end to find out what's going on next week. And go ahead and leave a like or follow wherever you're watching this or listening. All right, I'm going to go get my buddy Steve on the line so we can talk about the Spy Kids trilogy. All right, I've got Steve on the phone. We have a very, very special topic for this week's podcast. Um, Before we dive into it, I like to ask every guest two questions. My first question is, when was the time that you kind of, at what age or what period in your life did you start watching movies a little bit more critically when did you kind of pick it up as more of a hobby yes Um, yeah i mean like when did like i know that you're really into marvel and and that sort of thing i mean do you attribute your love for comic books to like is that maybe why you watch more movies i mean i don't know uh i wouldn't address that to it that comes more because the x-men have shitty movies i don't like i don't like those movies i just think the comic movies are fun I think but we can agree judging on that. movies critically has been more of a recent thing. Okay. I mean, before the past couple of years, I've just I've seen a movie and I'm like, oh, that looks fun. Went to go see it in theaters. I'm like, cool, that was fun. That was okay. about the end of it. Yeah, sure. Until we actually started like sitting down and watching some weird fucking movies. And yeah, just yeah. Seeing how it all plays out. Yeah, once you start watching like the really weird stuff and yeah, once you yeah, once you start watching the weird stuff. <laughs> I still gotta watch Border. Oh, you gotta watch Border. <laughs> that yeah. might have been the start for me. Okay. And, like, have you always been... Like, I know some people that just don't watch movies at all. I mean, have you always been someone that, like, goes to theaters and sees the newest thing? Or is it just like kind of, like, whatever to you? Uh, Yeah, sometimes. There wasn't much to do in my hometown. So that was, like, one of the things we could do is go to the movies. But that other than that, I wouldn't things. really... Yeah, there weren't many things. <laughs> uh, so it was, yeah, it was like, go to the movies, go to someone's house. Those are kind of the options. Okay, I think people can relate to that. Um, second question, besides the, the wonderful Spy Kids films we just watched, um, what's a movie that you've seen recently that you've really enjoyed? It doesn't have to be a new movie. It that can I really be, enjoyed. But just something <laughs> in the last week or two that you've watched, or maybe the last month that you really stood out for you. Hold on, let me take a little peek at my letterbox. Yeah, no uh, problem. Oh, I got a, I got a couple. 
I I also watched Shark Boy and Lava Girl in preparation, and that yeah. was a that was a treat. That was something. That yeah, was something. We, we can talk about that at the end. <laughs> uh, and then you know, Parasite. I was that your that first Oscar. time seeing that? Uh, no, I saw it before the Oscars, but I haven't watched a lot of movies recently. That's Parasite, fair. Parasite, Birds of Prey. Birds of Prey. I thought that was a lot, a lot better than I expected it to be. It was more of a good movie than just a, another superhero movie. I'd like to and, see that. Uh, yeah, it was. I was a fan. I I definitely uh, have that on my on my list higher than Sonic, but I don't know if that's really saying yeah. a whole lot. Sonic's just like a little bit lower than Cats because I want to I want to experience what the fuck Cats is at some point. I mean, I had some friends that saw Sonic and said it wasn't terrible. Apparently, uh, Jim Carrey's pretty good in it, so yeah. I don't know. Might be worth a watch. Oh yeah, definitely worth a watch. Just not like a theater go. Not paying for it. <laughs> nah. <laughs> okay. Well, with that being said, let's dive into the to the masterpieces that are the Spy Kids trilogy. Well, one masterpiece. <laughs> um, dude, these movies are insane. Like I, okay. Have you ever watched something that you haven't seen in years, and as you're watching it, you're constantly remembering that you've already seen it? This yeah. this trilogy is like I've had it. Like I've never had that feeling stronger than when I just rewatched this trilogy. Oh yeah, definitely. the The first one, especially, was just like wow. I this was my favorite movie for so long as a kid, and then you get into the other two, and personally, it kind of fell off. But that first one i mean was, yeah the quality falls off but i'm just saying like it surprised just me like how much of it i re- i remembered most of the entire trilogy <laughs> like straight up every scene would come on and i'd be like yeah i remember this like see i i watched one and three like a shit ton as a kid but two i only ever saw like one time in a friend like a watching that movie yeah, so see, there was a lot of stuff going on in that i did not remember okay so i think when i was a kid i rewatched the second one probably the least amount but that being said i still remembered like 95 percent of it so i obviously <laughs> watched it a decent amount but yeah i don't know there's something like so strange about watching something that you've forgotten about for years and then you rewatch it and it just like dusts off all these cobwebs yeah um so the first one uh i think we can both agree is probably the best of the trilogy definitely the first one i think actually holds up from when i was a kid whereas the other two it's eh. they they lean too heavily into the cgi and it doesn't work out well dude the cgi in all of these movies is so bad yeah but in the first one it's like oh bad it's like a couple things at floop's house and it's like oh it's floop it's supposed to look weird but then they start jumping into the whole world yeah well well like i think part of what you're saying too is that like um and i saw that you wrote it in your letterbox the set design for all of these films are are is pretty is pretty good the set and the props like especially for all their spy gadgets and whatever every single one of those i'm just like i want that in my life i want some electric bubble guns yeah and those they, weird ass like they did yellow really well. spinny things they kept using in the second one but they yeah. never explained yeah so like yeah i mean like like you said as the films progress they use more and more of just green screens 
Yeah. Um, but in the first one, it's mostly like practical sets. I mean, they built all the floop hallways and all that stuff. Floop is so weird. Uh, is he that guy that played um, the Jack Frost or whatever in the Santa Claus films? I think so. He, I that recognized him right. from something. Um, yeah. But and then you've got Monk as the uh, Tony oh, Shalhoub. Yeah. yeah, you've got him as the uh, Mr. Minion. Dude, apparently his name is Fegan Floop. So Fleek. Oh yeah, because he got deformed. Let's Spoilers. see. This this guy was in Eyes Wide Shut. I'm looking at Floops. He was in X Men Two, bro. Oh, who was he? Um. I don't know. I um, one of the few good ones. His name is Alan Cumming, and mm, it, okay. he was Nightcrawler. Wait, really? He's Nightcrawler in X Men Two. Damn. Okay. I'm assuming in the other X Men films, I just don't see them listed here. Yeah, probably one and three. Wow. Wow. Well, wow. Look at that. It actually only says X-Men 2, so I wonder if he was just Nightcrawler in that film. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't know. This movie was, like, fine. The I'd say, like, the first, like, act of it, the first third of it is, like, surprisingly good. The whole, like, showing their family dynamics and, you know, oh, yeah. throwing them into the world, the spy world. And um, uh, it's in, it's interesting because Junie is, like, the most hated hateable character in this film and like carmen is clearly the main character and then as the films progress junie becomes the main character yeah that's my weird. biggest gripe for the third one is i miss Ye carmen yeah i i mean and even in the second one like it's almost like they switched the main character to being junie you know mm -hmm. like it's all about junie getting disavowed and they they clearly switch it i don't know if like in the early 2000s they did research that said that little boys are more likely to be a spy I, but i feel like that was i mean that was definitely a big case because you could see a big shift throughout the movies of like not only you got the men taking more of the lead but the race of the cast goes from entirely mexican to uh, just slowly That's adding true. more and more white people. Yeah, I mean, like, it's really interesting how different... It's just such a unique film. I mean, like, it's not unique in the sense... Like, yes, there are other, like, weird action movies and stuff, but it's like, the comedy it's such its is own decent. Charming world. Yeah, the comedy's decent. It's got this cool world. It's got all the cool gadgets. Um, unfortunately, it's produced by two of the Weinstein bros, but, you know. Oh, uh, look at that. Okay. R.I.P. Um, so, okay, so the beginning is like... They're showing off the whole family. Um, somehow the kids don't understand that their parents are spies, even though there's like the whole story. I was like, really? Oh, you yeah. Know? You get the whole love story about them being spies. Yeah, yeah. Like, but it's like, that's not, but oh, but that's that you. Nice. But whatever. Okay. Um, and then you just have, it's just, even from the start, it's just so colorful. Like, Junie has all the different colors of fucking uh, band aids on his hands. Their house yeah, is yeah. just so, like, cartoony looking. Yeah, it's really, like, unique and, like, it's not American at all. You know, like I, going back and rewatching these films, like, yes, everyone speaks English. But beyond that, they don't really spend time like in recognizable place. Like, you know what I mean? They're in like South America no, yeah. or Mexico in or, you know, Floop's they're never castle. or in Floop's Castle. Yeah. Like it's so detached from from reality. Um, yeah. The, so the CGI is garbage. And there's so many moments that just make like no sense like at all. Like there's that one scene where they're flying around in the jetpacks and then they just like fly into the into the clothing shop and like no one oh yeah an eye. And no one reacts I yeah literally literally no one reacts to it at all i'm like oh this is just like this is just chill like they're just chilling right now 
Yeah, it's just such a that's that's the place we're in. No one's gonna care about that stuff. But dude, go, dude, watching these this movie, it's like the f- everything surrounding Floop is such nightmare fuel that I don't understand. <laughs> oh, it's terrifying. I don't understand how I didn't get nightmares from it as a kid. What what is that? I I feel like I had nightmares about like. Not about the thumb thumbs, obviously, but like the fucking flute. Why, obviously, the thumb thumbs yeah, are still you know, terrifying. The scary one. <laughs> yeah, but the the thumb thumbs. See, I thought they were less scary because I didn't realize they were robots until I watched it this time around. And then I was just like, oh, okay, they're wearing shells. But those. Yeah, why those are they thumbs humans, if they're robots? You know, for dexterity. But they established that, like, they're all thumbs, so they're not. So like, why yeah. were, so like why were they designed that way there's also there's a point when uh so the thumb thumbs are getting made and on the wall there's a little uh a little like baby th- or not baby thumb a little teenage thumb graduating uh, high school or college so clearly they're aging uh all right man i yeah i don't <laughs> i guess they can reproduce i don't i don't really know i you know i described floop as a if you took a mix between Iron Man and Loki and stuck them in a fever dream, that's uh, oh, that's because okay. he's got the whole like tech genius creator suave guy, but he's also kind of like he looks, he's kind of got like a Loki look to him, you know. See, I was getting like Willy Wonka, but yeah, yeah, instead yeah. of candy, it's television. Yeah, he's definitely got like a Wonka vibe to him too. Yeah, I mean like extravagant, weird genius um yeah and dude like what okay what is with all of the crazy celebrity cameos in this trilogy oh right machetes in it just as himself making spy gadgets yeah which is like that's <laughs> that's like the least surprising one how about at yeah, the no, end of the movie as the president george clooney shows up at the end of the movie what like He's what is george clooney I mean. doing in this movie dude <laughs> And then he takes off the the black eye yeah. cover. Yeah, that like stuff like that. It's like there are moments littered throughout that Spy Kids that are like genuinely well written and like pretty funny. You know, yeah. Like 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 the especially the parents are like super well written and like the father's really really funny and he's got like oh. these weird complex to him that like he's like insecure but like he's still a badass. Like I don't know. It's like they they got a fun thing going. The whole like little fantasy he has of like throwing the bully through the window and all the kids cheer and the kid and his son runs over to him. Like dude, that that was hilarious. Yeah, the family has like a really well written dynamic. They feel like an actual family, not just some kids' movie, mom and dad yeah. kind of thing going on. Yeah, and and then I didn't realize that, and and this kind of falls apart in the, in the later movies, but I never realized that like the the name Spy Kids is referring to the robot army, not yeah, them. it's the robots because they formed the Spy Kids organization after right. this movie, right? But and which doesn't like super. Like, I don't know. They don't really – it's very clear that after the first movie, they just took, like, the parts that worked, and then they're like, all right, well, we don't really need to, like – they're they, these are kids' movies. We don't need to explain every yeah. detail. Like, we're, we're just running with it. You know what I mean? And so I mean, these are the spy kids now. They definitely don't just, like, run over the first movie and keep going with new stuff. They no. definitely keep a lot of, like, especially the themes and – a good chunk of the, I, I guess, world building that's been going on. Well, I was going to say – um these movies do a surprisingly good job of like 
at least the second one, the third one does it a little bit at the end of it, but like the second one does a good job of bringing back stuff from the first movie. Yeah, it definitely feels like a sequel. Like you exactly, yeah. They're like constantly the referencing one. like the characters and the gadgets and and like the thumb thumbs are still at the house and mm-hmm. uh, oh, yeah. and like Floop is like is still on speed dial, you know. It's a fun it's very clearly still a sequel, but dude, you can tell from the very, I mean, at least I could, as soon as spy kids two started, I knew it was a worse movie. I knew. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it opens up with that one weird ass company with the spooky looking guy. I forget what they're called. And like, they have a whole amusement park going on. Right. And I mean, I like the whole starting with a spy, like they're in doing the spy stuff, but it should have been a lot sure. quicker. It should have been a lot quicker paced, not starting with the president's daughter walking around being, bratty i mean like i don't even really care about that what i just more so meant is like in the first movie the really trashy dialogue lines were like a little bit more stretched out like there are still Mm -hmm. plenty of them where it's like carmen will look at the camera and be like let's do it you know like some super cheesy yeah they were definitely pushing but in the second movie yeah dude in the second movie it's like right off the bat it's like terrible green screens and terrible dialogue and it's like Mm -hmm. oh we're just leaning completely into this garbage trash dialogue and And then then, and and then like i said um what's his face is like the main character now like right off the bat like he's the one talking you know the the daughter down and yeah, he's so much more in charge when Carmen did kind of all the work in the first yeah, one. Yeah, what's up with that? Why did Junie just, like, take the spotlight? And then they introduced, uh, what is it, Gary and Gertie, I think? The, the two like white that. kids that I hate the entire movie. They're nothing but irritating. Well, I mean, to be fair, though, like, the chick doesn't really ever do anything wrong. Well, uh no, that's true. She does she's a pretty, she's a pretty neutral character, to be honest. And the only time she really gets angry is when she ends up in the desert, neck deep in in camel shit, which is like that's understandable. Yeah. You know, like it's pretty understandable to be upset about that. But it's still, really, it's the really whole, the brother. Well, it's not. It's their whole vibe of just them being there when it could have been so much more focused on Carmen and Judy and their parents. Instead of it, intro- the second movie introduced a lot of characters that I didn't think needed to be there. See, like I didn't have that same problem. I saw you wrote that in your review, but for me, like I thought, I thought it was fine. Like, cause, cause they still at least like have some sort of thematic purpose for it. Like, at least they try to, you know, like the whole thing is like, yeah. um, you know, like uh, yeah, they, like they have the better together. gadgets, but still, Junie and Carmen are the better spies. You know, that's kind oh, of yeah, like that, one yeah. of the themes I guess they pull through. And then they're stripped of their gadgets. There's actually I like re- I really like that part. I thought that was a good yeah. You that's start a, with all the gadgets and then being like, oh, we strip them all tools. Yeah, and that, then they yeah, take them away. That was a great, great character beats, character beats, plot beat. Yeah, that's a good plot beat. It's a good way to change things up and then like we talked about cameos like steve buscemi oh yeah he's great i i wish he was in it more he feels like he's only in it to explain why there's monsters there yeah and then he doesn't he just kind of hides away for the rest of it until the end (sighs) yeah to be fair the second and the third movie i watched on like 1.25 speed Oof. just just to honestly i'd highly recommend it because you can't even tell the difference (laughs) (laughs) like straight up um because these movies are just not like they're significantly worse. Um, 
Yeah, the, there, like the first one I think is a genuinely good and fun movie. Like I'd go back and watch that again just for the fun of it. But, but I'd also say that three. like the first one has a little bit more of like a real story, whereas yeah. the second and the third are more so just like let's go do this wacky thing, and then let's yeah, go do like, this wacky thing. The- just go find this magic disc that obliterates people. And the whole movie, I had really no idea what that disc was other than powerful item they need to get. That's the cloaking device. That he was hiding his island with. That's right. Yeah. Why, why, how, why could it laser people to death? I don't remember. Okay. Um, it, th- that being said, you know, yes, they just jump from one wacky thing to the next. But that being said, it's still like... The second one, at least, it's still not, like, super lazy. Like, it's still... Oh, no. It's still yeah. filmed pretty well for what they could do. It still has interesting ideas. Like, you've got... Like, I, like there's that whole scene where, like, Junie has his little spy bug thing run through the hallway. And, like, that scene, that sequence is ingrained in my memory of that little guy yeah. just running through the hallways to to find to find uh to spy on them for that mission like stuff like that where it's just like just the way it's filmed and the way the camera moves it's like it's not completely lazy it's just the no it it's more of a it kid's definitely movie. feels yeah but it, it definitely feels like there was some heart going into it making a sequel to spy kids i just think they went in ways that i think they could have done they could have done things better but it, it yeah it doesn't feel like as much as a Let's make a sequel to make money as the third one and probably the fourth one are. Yeah, and like that's the thing is <sighs> you can tell, I mean, with any of these films, um, they are they are kids' movies at the end of the day. So you have to kind of take everything with a grain of salt. It's just, it's almost, whenever you watch any kids' trilogy, especially from the early 2000s, it seems like you can watch the progression of like, kids movie that is also accessible to adults that transitions to just straight up kids movie you know like yeah you watch like you watch toy story one two and three and it's the exact same thing where it, it slowly goes from being like oh this is a movie that like parents can enjoy too same with shrek you know where it's like there's adult humor and there's oh, yeah, thought and care. Four, yeah and then as the films progress, like it, they become more and more of just like, okay, what are the things that the kids like? Let's just focus on that. And the writing doesn't really need to matter. Mm-hmm. Um, like a big, a big part of that, which I noticed my favorite line from both the first and the second is uh, they sneak in a little shit in there by being yeah. like, Oh shit. Taki mushrooms. And yeah. like the pause is so noticeable. Dude. I that said that all the time shit. as a kid. And I it, think this they movie did the that. third one at all. And I just thought that was such like a, I don't know, such. It felt like that little break in between, dude. It's like the adult humor and the kids' humor and yeah. sort of thing. Like, how do you get away with that? Yeah, uh, dude. It, it, I'm telling you, I swear to God, every single middle school kid was saying that when they saw oh, Spy yeah. Kids. Without a doubt. And every parent hated it. <laughs> I mean, at least my mom did. She's like, "Why are you doing?" But um, like even in the second movie, like there's still. Everything surrounding um, the, Steve Buscemi's character is really interesting. Like when oh, they, yeah, that was like, like how about when they jump in that volcano and they're just falling? Point. They're just falling for like four hours. 
like yeah there's still like that charm from the first one definitely but it, dude it's and like, like when they're fighting the uh what is it the spider monkey versus the slizzard versus oh, yeah. the slizzard yeah and carmen just swings it on a vine and kicks the slizzard in the face <laughs> and that, that was that was so fucking funny yeah i mean and like these the movies are still are, badass like, sitting in the stands like oh, the humor yeah. Is just yeah and they're like they're consistent. like cheering them on mm-hmm. it's just like if they really are like fun badass movies sometimes yeah I do wish they had better fights because I remember in the first one, especially there would be a point when it's like, oh, a fight's going to happen. And then it would cut to the people watching yeah. the fight. Yeah. And that was kind of a little annoying, but I, under- I mean, I understand it. It's a yeah. Movie. Yeah. But also like the CGI and stuff like they couldn't afford. To. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you can't really show. But dude, it's really, it is funny watching these movies as an adult and like, and like, thinking about the aspects that they just completely breeze over like the fact that like they do fall in that volcano for like four hours like dude that should be like that should be way more of a deal <laughs> you know oh, what i yeah, mean like <laughs> like they just caught and they're like oh we've been here three hours it's like dude that's a that's like huge. you should be freaking out more yeah you should be like you should be passed out you like <laughs> you know what i mean and then it's like oh it was just an illusion it's like dude that's cool and like the little mini island with all the science steve buscemi's got all the mini animals and like he's got the whole backstory but uh uh-oh they get big yeah spilled the big juice (laughs) yeah he spilled the big juice bro and like how about when they fall down and steve buscemi's just hiding behind that pillar like he's just crouched he's just crouching there it's like bro you didn't even have to be in the room every scene with him was fantastic (laughs) and he's got that weird little line of like do you think God stays in heaven for fear of oh, what he yeah. created here on earth? Like the like, most iconic bro, line from this movie. Bro, what are you talking about? Man. Oh, dude, and then you get built the big choice, uh, huh? You get you get to the end, and another thing I just love about these movies is there's always like an after it's like an after credit scene, but it's it's scene, and then there's the bloopers. Yeah. And with this one, it's Carmen. Like she has, she's pretending to be a pop star because of the gadgets. Yeah. And what is just like a whole what was number. that? But then the gadget wasn't working, and it was just her. Yeah. Like what? I just love that shit. It's so stupid, but like, ooh, another mission. Unreal, man! That they just like throw that in for literally no reason. It makes me really wish we got a Spy Kids show with these characters. Like if they do it now, there's no way it would be good. I mean, I feel but, like, like it, back I, then, dude. You can't. You just, just can't make it. You TV couldn't show. afford it. You can't make. I mean, but you just every time they try to make a TV show off a movie, it's never good. Yeah, but I mean, if if they were making shows like they are today, but just back when Spy Kids came out, I feel like it could have worked. Just episodic spy adventures. I mean, yeah, and like I said, the gadgets, man. Like so many of these things, like stuck in my mind. Like I, I remember the gum. I remember like a, a lot of those gadgets from the first one are, are the ones that stick out to me because they don't introduce mm-hmm. a whole lot of new gadgets in this in the second movie. And yeah, a lot of them they do. They just show and don't really explain. Like yeah. those spinny yellow things. That's just what everyone yeah. has them. And the uh, they got like the rocket boots in the second one. Yeah. Oh yeah. Just uh, Machete's whole warehouse. But I'm saying, I remember in the first, the microwave from the first movie with the food where you just put the little packet in and it turns into a meal. It's like, bro. Yeah. Oh, you yeah, everyone's boxes. Literally everyone's Oh, dream. those were so cool. And then the inflate a suit when they just fall to the top. Man, I'm just like, 
And then the third movie came around, and it was oh, just... Oh, yeah, the third one. Spy Kids I... 3 is rough. I loved Spy Kids 3 when it came out. Like, Me that too. was my favorite movie. I and had I think it on DVD with it the was, glasses. I think it was just because it was 3D. And, like, uh, re-watching it, I was... I, I whipped my Switch out. I just couldn't care enough to pay attention. It's so... It's so pointless. All of the characters are only there to push Junie to the next plot point, which exactly, is just the next yeah. mission on his CGI fighting adventure. When when they're all like introducing themselves, being like, "Oh, I have the brain. I have the brawn." The girl character, who I don't even know if she got a name, she says, "I have the intuition," because the only defining feature about her is that she's the girl character. Yeah, I remember I had a crush on her when I was a kid. Oh, of course. Yeah, I had a crush on her. I had a crush on. Uh, the tall kid that ends up being the nerdy one at the end, and then and then the what is it? The, the not the dude, the guy, Elijah Wood. <laughs> yeah, again with the cameos, man. You got you it's got great. Rocky Balboa, dude. Like, what oh is God, with these? Yeah. What is you with these crazy cast characters? Oh, see, I feel like that. That's what makes it worth it. Just rewatching it, is seeing these all these actors just do such weird roles. Dude, I will say though, the intro to Spy Kids 3 where Junie is a detective. Oh my god, that was great. I could see an entire I would love to watch an entire the, yeah, movie. Yeah, the whole of thing was that. like all film noir. Bro, the first I wish the beginning was black and white. Dude, the first thing is, is so he's cool. investigating the water park and he's like, there's no water because it's shut <laughs> yeah. down. And she could, they they don't put the water here and she's like, who's they? He's like, the people in control, the people at the top. And I'm like, bro, this is next <laughs> That really control the water park. Yeah. The yeah, next getting... level satire, and he's screaming at the cell phone like, "I don't work for you no more!" Like, and it's all noir and shit. Like, dude, next like, level. It was honestly pretty great before he went into the game. I'm telling you, man. Like again, again though, like he's the main character, but like, dude, if they did a whole fucking satirical noir film starring Junie, I would watch the that'd be, shit that'd be out great. of that. And then it just but turns then... into like Ready Player One. Yeah, and they get into the game, and it's Shark Boy and Lava Girl. Like it's, ugh, it's just so boring and pointless. It's ugh. when and did... the CGI, it, it looks like fucking Toontown Online. It's so bad. <laughs> yeah, the... it feels like the CGI gets worse like throughout these movies somehow. I when did or Ready more, Player One come noticed. out? The book it came. The oh. book didn't come out till 2011. Oh. So they did it first. Yeah, I read that book. In... They did it cool. eight years prior, but like Ready Player One, it's kind of a, it's a similar story where it's like you got to get to this level and you'll be rich, and it's this virtual reality game. Oh, true, yeah. That's like kind of so, a it's like the basic premise, the bottom line premise for Ready Player One. I, I kept I was, it could sort out online because you're trapped in the game, and if you die in the game, you die in real life. But I don't think you die in real life; you just get kicked from the game. It's just permadeath. Dude. Oh, okay. Yeah. I wasn't paying attention much at this point. No, I think they say it. I think they said that if you, I think that if you beat level five, they want to imprison. Yeah, they imprison the you. Yeah. Here's a, dude. The worst, the worst part about um, Spy Kids three is that it's lacking something that the other two films did really well, and that's like the villain and the villain's intentions. Yeah. Like, in this movie you've got those little breakaway scenes where he's like talking to his alter egos, but even he doesn't understand what his own intentions are. No. And by the end, it's just like, okay, he was grandpa's enemy. Yeah. And he's just like, okay, I forgive you. And then that's it. Yeah. It's not really explained. 
there's no I, there's no motive there's no clear plan like it's very clear they just junie is going from thing to thing like an amusement like like yeah, i've talked to about save his sister to save his sister kind of and also i guess yeah. to save the world but it's just like it's an amusement park movie like it's well, that, fun yeah i i guess you well, like I was saying, like, um, like I've talked about in the past how there are certain horror movies that are like haunted house horror movies where the mm-hmm. plot doesn't really matter and the action sequences don't tie into the plot or the scary moments. It's just like, let's look at this scary thing and then this scary thing and then this scary yeah. thing. This is like the action version of that. And I mean, other films do it too, like Fast and the Furious and stuff, you know, which actually this series is very very similar to fast and the furious where it's got like this like, has a plot and slowly loses it it's got a hispanic undertones it's got a uh, ridiculous action that is loosely explained and then they pretend that it's about family yeah by this point like at the end they're like everyone's my family it's like right okay, and it's like so exactly family bro. means nothing because everyone's your family yeah it, it's it's it the same with the fast and the furious films y- yeah where it's like we're it's about family but it's like they're it's just it's just an action movie i will say spy kids 3 had really good costumes i did like all the they were wearing i thought those looked good but dude look i like i'm even watching this clip right now of like when they're in the um like there's like the scientific lab or whatever and they've got like those cool like hexagon desks attached to the walls and stuff and it's like yeah again dude the set design is just so well thought out but 99% of this movie is filmed in front of a green screen yeah they get in the game world and it just looks it just looks shitty like it doesn't look good they're just in front of a green screen bro but again like we loved this movie as kids because the 3d was so dope oh yeah but like i mean honestly i feel like if i had 3d glasses and i was watching it 3d it would be better because all those moments where stuff's just flying out at you oh yeah dude like as soon as you get into the world it's like it's a really it's like especially at the very beginning when he first gets into the world it's so like let's just show you our 3d stuff yeah like yeah that's why it's point lava girl to me but that Sherpa and Lava Girl did it worse. And yeah, Carmen is just movie. not in this one whatsoever. Oh yeah, and she was she's such she's she, uh, especially Osmond too. Like I like them both, but I like their dynamic, and that was just gone. Yeah, no, it's completely gone. It's literally just Junie doing things reluctantly, like you know, yeah, hanging out with four characters that are only distinct wear their suit. Yeah, it just and yeah, just hot. some other dudes, and then like the one throwaway girl character who turns out to not even be real. <laughs> yeah, she's a fucking uh, robot. By she's the end. a bot, dude. How about um, <laughs> the dude, original? Yeah, when you fall in love with a girl and she turns out to be a bot. Yeah. Yikes! Original e girl. <laughs> um, I remember. So I still remember like moments from this film, but honestly, not as many. Like I feel like because the story is worse in this film, there's a lot of it that I just kind of didn't care as much about. Like, how about when uh, when the the toy maker or whatever gives Junie the extra lives, and then Junie immediately gives those lives to the chick, and then the chick sacrifices herself and just dies. Yeah, 
It's like, why are we going through all of these steps to just achieve no difference? The only really standout scenes that I remembered were like the robot fight, which I thought the robot was still fight, fun. yeah. And then the stuff about him and his grandpa and his grandpa's legs. I thought up yeah. until the end that was a pretty good story, but then at the end it's just I don't know. It feels like because he's like, oh, Junie still loved me even though my legs won't work in the real world. <laughs> like, yeah, dude, why wouldn't he? Yeah, he. Uh, yeah, exactly, man. <laughs> like he's been loving. You. Also, it's and just it, weird. Also, like the parents are completely eliminated from this film. Yeah, and they were great. There's and, like, no family element in, the, in this movie. Back, but Grandpa and Grandma in movie two were just annoying the entire time. I they almost, were on screen for like two scenes and only there for the theme of family. I was going to say, I almost wonder if like... I wonder if they shoehorned that like family line. Like, remember, Junie, everyone's your family. I wonder oh, if they yeah. just threw... I remember if they just like... I wonder if they just threw that into the movie because they knew that there was no family elements in this Spy Kids. Like, the sister's gone, the parents are gone. It's just Junie. They've completely well, stripped away the entire family element of this series. See, I thought they were trying to turn up family thing. Because at the beginning, Junie is, he left the OSS and he kind of left his family in that sense. And then you have all these new characters he's meeting. And by the end, he's like, oh, everyone I've met along this journey is my family. But he doesn't so even, like, bond with them. A, it, he does in the, it's a kid's movie, and we saw them, we were told they bond kind of sense. But No, yeah, but, like, isn't... even but like even at the end of the movie, when, like, they're all, like, they're like, oh, this is the real-life version of them. And they're like, oh, hi, like, I'm this, and I'm this. And then, and then like, who are you? And he's like, Junie Cortez. Oh, well, and then he just, like, walks away, and it's over. Like, I'm, there's no, like, I'm hug. Talking... There's no camaraderie at all. No, I'm not talking most about those characters, because they were garbage. I mean, at the end, that calls them up. Well, like, let's call everybody. Yeah, and but it's, like, they all just, the characters they, were, yeah, like, plus the just... cowboy. But dude, that's what I'm saying. You can't just you can't just bring back all of the characters from the previous movies. And then yeah, it was definitely lazy. It's just that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're gonna make the movie like, okay, well, we don't want this. We don't want the sister to be in the film, and we don't want the parents to be in the film. And I guess we'll throw the grandpa in there just because like he was the cheapest actor to hire for the day or whatever like that. Yeah, I I thought it was just no one wanted to come back to the project. Everyone thought it was done after two. But and that's that's the vibe I got from this. But I don't understand why they didn't make the characters like. There's no camaraderie be between all the guys. No, they're just telling Judy what to do next. Yeah, you feel the like they're just kind of there. And then even at the end of it, they're like, oh, for no reason at all, we've decided that, like, you're a bad guy now. Like, oh, we don't trust you anymore, oh, Judy. Yeah, they introduced the idea of, like, the deceiver right at the end. Right at the and end, th for no really reason. That really felt shoehorned. For no reason. Introduce that when they introduce the guy. They're like, oh, and there's also the deceiver. Right. And then have it ambiguous the whole time. But, it's nope. It's just, just strange. And then the girl character turns out to be the deceiver. Big plot twist. Yeah, but she didn't do anything she, Yeah, wrong. she didn't even know. Yeah. How was she the deceiver? I don't understand how that... Well, because she was like a program program to deceive them. Right, but them. what did she do to deceive them? That, yeah, she just brought them further. It's like she helped them. The yeah, like time. how did she... I don't see how she hurt. It, it, maybe it's all a Westworld story about breaking your programming. Yeah, dude, maybe. Maybe <laughs> that's what they were going... Dude, this... They, dude, they set the, the bones for Ready Player One, for Westworld. 
really just setting setting up groundwork for years to come spy kids and then she helps them at the end yeah she breaks her programming and it's like i'm the good guy now even though because, i was the good guy the because whole a time. guy got her all hot and bothered so she broke her I, her boyfriend yeah yeah dude how about that <laughs> the scene she comes on i'm, I'm her girlfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> that was hilarious and fucking you got rocky balboa out here just wearing a fucking top hat like it's no big deal yeah three just really falls flat with because like the best thing about the first two is all the props and the set and the cool shit and then three is just bad CG. It just they it's have just no bad, dude, chance to have so cool shit. So bad, dude. The CGI. I mean, God, dude. It's when the so frogs are jumping bad. around. It's just, it's just it's everything correct. about it, man. Like all of the fucking sets are just so. And like I get it for the time, it probably looked whatever. You know, like it probably looked decent for a kid, and it probably was still pretty bad for an adult. But like, it's just. It's just such a shame because it's like you cut out the cool sets, you cut out the family dynamic, and you've pretty much just built a film around Junie and 3D action. I mean, like the yeah. father and the mother were like the best parts of the first film. Yeah, and, and they're then gone to the end. And it's just the mom's pretty much not in it at all, even in the third one. Like the dad has a couple fun, like he has that one fun scene oh, or yeah, whatever he where he scene. knocks yeah, the mom away just the comes stuff. in and like puts her hand on his shoulder. At yeah, the very she's end. just there for like, she literally came on set for one day and I don't even think she has a line. Maybe she says we're family. Yeah, something like that. Another thing I don't understand is why they introduced so many new characters when they did that in the second one and they could have just taken like at least one of those kids and have them in the game with him so there's something to bounce off of instead of just these new blank slates we know nothing about it's a shame dude because like i said the first spy kids movie is actually first spy kids is great it's fun i'm not like i i still only i know you gave the first one like a seven i give it like a six but i still think it's like if you've if you've seen the first spy kids movie as a kid you'll be you'll be like you'll be surprised at how much it holds up today that six out of ten will probably bump it to a seven if you have that nostalgia for the film like the first one definitely holds up in two just down the first one still feels like a it's still very yeah i'll be honest like the first one i i threw on last night and i actually sat through and like watched most of it like for real and then like i threw on the second movie and i found myself like checking my phone getting up i ended up like i ended up like doing some other stuff on my computer and like half watching the film and then like the third movie was the same thing like the second and third film i was kind of like doing other stuff while it was playing because it's just so like whatever it's just another kind of kids movie but the first one i sat and watched the whole thing like i actually stuck through it yeah your attention and it feels it feels like a real movie, and it feels a lot longer than like the what hour and a half runtime is. I, I, and like exactly, dude. Like that's the other thing too. The the dude, Spy Kids one is an hour and a half long. That's so doable. Like the movie doesn't even have to be that good to watch an hour and a half. That's like a short film. Yeah. And then you've got and then and then the second film is an hour forty. So you're already pushing people to watch a longer film, which whatever. It's you know it's not it's not terrible. And then Spy Kids 3 bumps it back down to an hour and a half. So, I don't know. You can whip them all out in a day or two. But the first one's really the only one that's, like, super worth watching. And 
huge Spy Kids fan. Watch the. It's it's fine, but. Yeah, Dude, I never. Just, I don't think I ever saw good. Spy Kids four. No, I don't. I don't want to. Spy Kids four, bro. When did this movie come a, out? Aromascope four D. Dude, dude, it came out in two thousand eleven, and it's got a pregnant mom. Are any of the original characters back? Because poster. No, dude. Fucking Joel McHale is in this movie. The guy from Community. Yeah. And Soup. And then the mom is. She's someone too. Dude, Jessica Alba. Yeah, Jessica Alba's the mom. According to Google, uh, Carmen Juni and Machete all show up again, but I assume it's a cameo. What is this movie, bro? This, dude, this looks like Disney Channel. I'm, I have a clip pulled up right now, and it, just the way it's filmed looks straight up like a Disney Channel film. I don't know what it is, but something about it. Wow, this is bizarre, man. Yeah. It's really interesting watching a modern take on the Spy Kids films because it just shows you how much it doesn't work when you just turn it into like when you just turn it into an Americanized Disney Channel. Like this is why I wouldn't want it to be a TV show because this is what it would be. It would be like this Americanized, completely yeah. stripped of character and nuance. And it just turns into another garbage whatever. Like this is I'm sure there already is a Disney Channel show that's similar to what this is. Yeah, it does not look good. And they take away all the charm of it by making all the gadgets just crappy CG. You got a dog with, what, like a laser gun? Yeah, like he's got <laughs> like a robo-dog. I don't... Alright, let's... Should have left it alone. Let's talk about the masterpiece that is Sharkborn and Lava Girl. I, I couldn't finish it. Dude, it's so bad. It's, it's so, so it's, it's not unbelievably even, it's not bad. It's not even enjoyable. There's it's signs telling you when to put the 3D glasses on. There's not, but I don't have 3D glasses. I do. Uh, no, I don't. There's there's nothing. Like, even in the beginning, before they go to CG work, just, it's not good. I think his journal looked cool. That's a positive thing. Dude, good, that's good the best way to describe it. The best way to describe it is it's not even enjoyable. George Lopez is there just buzzing Again, around with, with the cast, bro. Like, how do there's they a, get these people? There's a fight on a giant bed at the end with with this other kid. For first of all, the, the gay undertones of this movie are like heavy. <laughs> like the main character, without a doubt, is gay. And then you got Shark Boy and Lava Girl, and every character in this movie is gay. The final <laughs> fight's on a giant bed. Like, there's a lot of repressed homosexual anger. That, that <laughs> that's, did not feel dude, that's quite place. a take. <laughs> Man, you got the freaking Watts, George Lopez uh, monstrosity. You've got fucking got Linus, fucking bro. Things. Dude. L- minus Linus? Dude, dude, he's so... Oh, my God. Oh, my God. They, I've never wanted to hit a kid. cookies and one has shark bites and one's burnt. I've never wanted to hit a kid more than I've wanted to hit Linus. And you can quote me on that. Oh my god, right. It's just, uh, there's. I'm trying to look at if I can think anything. Yeah, the only good thing I have on my review is that it's it's very gay. It's a better, and it's like, it's, um, it's Spy Kids 3 with slightly better CGI. Slightly better. Yeah, but, I mean, it also has more CGI. Yeah, but it's not as bad. It's really not. No, it's definitely not as bad. It doesn't stand out as much. Yeah, it's... uh, 
But man, it is just a terrible movie. It really, dude. I remember I was working at a call center a couple years ago, and for whatever reason, like they were like trying to pick a movie to put on the. There's like a big projector up front, but. Obviously, like, we can't listen to the movie. So what they do is, like, they put the movie on mute, and then they put subtitles on, and then they'll play, like, some soft music, like, over the speakers. Because we're talking to people. It's a call center. Yeah. And they're like, what movie should we watch? And everyone saw Sharkboy and Lava Girl, and we're like, oh, I remember that from when I was a kid. Like, I love Sharkboy and Lava Girl. So everyone, it's like, put it on, put it on. Dude, watching Sharkboy and Lava Girl with no sound on (laughs) subtitles is fucking insane. It's so (laughs) bad, bro. And the dialogue is, like, the worst worst part of the movie so you're just sitting there reading like you're reading the script that just nobody cared about i'm so heated about this movie it's so bad it's the corniest parts of spy kids but all the time it's so bad where like shark boy gets an army of sharks that jump out of the water and help him or like he's swimming in water to escape the electric eagles chasing him why doesn't he just run on land None of it makes sense ever. Or or Lava what? Girl is like blasting him with lava to wake him up. It's like, what? bro, you just why melted does, the man. Why does he ever swim if his land speed is the only thing fast enough to get oh, lava? Yeah, Girl to right, the dude. Yeah, he like mini. sprinted. Like, he's as fast as the flash. Or any chance to swim like a normal human. None of it makes sense. Do sharks have land speed? Is that a shark superpower I didn't know about? It's just like stuff like this really does aggravate me because it's like I understand it's a kid's movie, so there's going to be less consideration put into it. But it also bothers me that kids aren't stupid. That's what I'm saying. But they're not stupid. It it does bother me that we're just like feeding kids whatever. And this is a clear example of like let's just feed kids whatever. Yeah, you you can make good children's entertainment it doesn't all need to be garbage yeah uh, like garbage nonsense not a good movie not good i did i did enjoy how like when you're watching it you see all the kids at the beginning and then you see them all as their counterparts in his dreams i thought that was nifty sure like, oh, yeah character. i mean they just but, needed to reuse their actors yeah yeah <laughs> I'm just trying to find something good. George Lopez. Yeah, man. I remember I like I just visited you guys on campus and like you guys had this movie on and just straight up. We weren't even like it's not even like oh, a movie yeah, that's yeah, like so. No, yeah, finish it. it's not even so it's, bad. It's good. It's like it's just it's just bad. And you just don't. Yeah, it's, it's I was like, can enjoyable. we put on literally fun. anything else? Yeah, we put on like a, a car crash comp afterwards because that's more enjoyable. <laughs> yeah, man. I. I don't know, dude. Uh, I I'd say like the, I'd say the set design is more, even though it's all CGI, it's at least more thought out in Sharkboy and Lava Girl. You've got the yeah, candy it's area. Three. Yeah, you've got the candy stuff. You got, excuse me, you've got like you know, the the bad guy layer with all the plugs and. Mm-hmm. You got those little plug hounds. Those yeah, little, those you know, plugs. there's like some there's some fun there, I guess, but it's still just. It's all the dialogue. It's just young, angry Taylor Lautner. So bad, man. I'd say Sharkboy and Lava Girl is somehow worse than. What's okay? What's worse, Sharkboy and Lava Girl or or Spike It's Three? Oh, Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Spike It's Three at least has like recognizable character and a fun opening. So just because it's like calling back to the other stuff, you think it deserves? Yeah, it's better because it's Spike Kids and not Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Just because it has the Spy Kids name. 
I don't even know what to give Spy Kids 3, man. Like, I and guess... Like, I, um, I finished Spy Kids 3. I couldn't get through Sharkboy and Lava Girl. Yeah, that's true. Sharkboy and Lava Girl, I'm going to have to give like a 2 out of 10. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's out of 1 for me. Not, All right. Not- not many movies are yeah worse. that um the i'm sorry the adventures of shark boy and lava girl because there's uh, the adventures of shark boy and lava girl 3d dude smaller heroes just as super man taylor lautner huh and then he went on to just be and he was wolf twilight Boy. guy yeah wolf wolf man and, and i don't know if he's done anything since he did some like generic uh teen like young adult action films like abduction and tracers you know like stuff you've never seen before and then he also did um valentine's day which just had like a thousand people in it oh okay wow so i don't know who cares right (laughs) yeah he has he actually hasn't made a a lot so I've seen 42% of his films because I've seen all the Twilight movies. Oh, wow. So. Look at you. Big fan. Yeah, dude. And I, I never even knew. All right. Well, I guess that, that wraps it up. I think I know exactly uh, who your favorite, which movie's your favorite. And Yes. Yeah. Spike Kids won without, without a doubt. It pretty much, it starts at the best and just steadily declines from there, right? Including Sharkboy and yeah. Lava Girl. I've heard a lot of people say two is the best. And I like, I, I don't disagree. get where that comes from. Like, yeah, I'd say maybe like um, maybe it's a little bit more balanced. I don't know. I I, 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 I do think like the first how it the starts in the spy world, and we don't have like the learning about spies. But that was still a lot of fun. I don't. The first one. I that's I, that was my really? favorite part of the first one. My favorite part was that it was like the whole like they're just a normal family or whatever, and then like the kids are thrown into the spy stuff. Like that was my favorite stuff personally. So it's like yeah. Whatever, you know, uh, they are what they are. Um, I wouldn't really recommend watching any of them except for the first one, unless you've seen yeah. them as a kid. Like, I-, I was thinking the other day, if you haven't seen these movies as a kid, would you even like? If you I- show, I still recommend the first one. If you sh- if you knew like a- like a little kid today, like someone that was like ten or something, or like not yeah, like let's say ten years old or whatever. I don't know how old kids are when they watch movies, but. If you took like a ten year old and you gave them Spy Kids one, would they just be like, "What the fuck is this bullshit? That these graphics well, are terrible." I definitely not. Chill. I think you need a certain knowledge of how movies work and how they used no, to. No, but these are kids' movies. Really appreciate it. But these are kids. But that's what I'm saying. These are kids' movies. So if you gave if you gave Spy Kids one to a kid, do you think they would just not even care about it at all because it looks so bad? Uh, more more kids than not, but like a seventy thirty split probably. Just the yeah. kids nowadays, like they're used to just so much more. They're they're used to like Marvel. You know like, what I mean? Yeah, exactly. They're used to the MCU. Like, like you get a movie like Endgame that's just as much green screen as Spike yeah. Kids three, but you don't notice it. Yeah, like you can't know it. Yeah, and and like not movies kid, these days, but... like action movies and stuff these days, even for the most part, are made like PG thirteen. You know, like they, they yeah, kind of like, they kind of like nerfed movies these days to kind of be for kids. Like, I feel like a kid could watch any of the Fast and the Furious movies probably, yeah. you know? So it's like, are you really going to watch Spy Kids? I, I, I do know. recommend Spy Kids as a great, fun family movie. Like if you're watching it with your whole family or just 
a fun movie if you want a fun nonsense movie. Yeah. But like, I don't know. It's not. It's not a. It's not cinema. It's not. <laughs> yeah. It, it's, <laughs> yeah. I don't know what else I can say. It's real fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, it's something. It's enjoyable. What more right. can you want from an hour and a half? Yeah, like I said, it's an hour and a half. Like it's an hour and a half. Like whatever, you can deal with it. Yeah. All right. Well, that pretty much wraps it up. Um, thank you for joining me. I'm really glad that you uh, took the time to to actually of watch course. these these it wonderful was great. movies. It was great to go back and to see the descent. They, but the, yeah, Spy Kids one was really enjoyable. Thanks for having me. Always good to watch. No with problem. G-Row. Thanks for joining me. I'll catch you later. All right, yeah, man. Of course. I'll talk to you later, buddy. See you. Okay. Bye-bye. All right. Well, that's going to wrap up this week's episode of Movies with G-Rose. Quite an episode. I mean, Spy Kids. Am I right? Let me know in the comments below if you watched these films when you were a kid. When's the last time you've seen them? Are you going to rewatch them? They're not really available on any streaming platforms. I rented them from the library. Go ahead and follow this podcast wherever you're watching or listening. YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, wherever you are. Go ahead and drop a like or a follow. If you're on Apple Podcasts, leave a review. You don't have to leave a review, but just give me a star or two, maybe five, whatever you want. Next week, I have no idea what we're doing. I want to do a podcast with my friend Pickle, uh, where we were talking about a movie called Coherence. I'm going to try to get that going. It really comes down to if he watches it or not. But again, thank you guys so much for watching, and I'll see you in the next episode.